Welcome into the Johnson City Small Business Podcast. We're all about connecting the folks of Johnson City, and I'm your host, Ryan McKinney. Thanks for listening. Uh, now it's time to welcome Ryan Collart of Collart Chiropractic. Hello. To the Johnson City Small Business Podcast. Thanks for coming in, bud. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. So Ryan's here to provide some some expertise, give some thoughts on his uh, life in Johnson City and, and share a bit of his story. Uh, so welcome in, Ryan. Thanks for being here. And... and um, Appreciate you spending time with us yeah, today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I want to get some questions about chiropractic care, uh, your world in there, and your story running a small business mm-hmm. in Johnson City. Right. Um, and first, take me take me back a bit to where it all began. Uh, tell our listeners where you grew up. I grew up in Gallenberg, Tennessee, just down the street from here. Home of the Smoky Mountains. Home of the Smoky Mountains. Home uh, of the 1998 homecoming Queen Sarah McKinney, Sarah Husky. <laughs> yeah. It's a funny story. You know that story. No, no. Tell, tell us. Tell me. Y- your wife, Sarah, was yeah. 98 homecoming queen. I guess that's it. Yep. Right. Sounds so right. You, my sister and yep. your wife are best friends, right. college roommates. Well, Sarah never lets Kristen live down the fact that she was runner-up <laughs> in the 98, the homecoming queen. Right. <laughs> so. and, and for those who think that that would be a dig against Kristen, uh, just know that Kristen was also our maid of honor in our wedding. So. Yeah, that's uh, right. <laughs> it's all ended it ended well and yeah. continues to be well. Um, yeah, so for you guys that don't know, Ryan and I have a, a little bit of a sordid past of um, – when was the first time you visited Johnson City? Oh, well, so, you know, I'm, my grandparents right. lived here growing up. So I, I spent a bunch of time in Johnson City as a child. In um, Sherwood Forest? Is that where, right off? Uh, Knob Creek. Knob Creek, right there, Sherwood yeah, Forest. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Friar Tuck Friar Road. Tuck yep. Yeah, right there. That house is still there. Many memories there. I'd spend a week or two out of each summer and with my grandparents here. And, yeah. And uh, so my history goes way back, yeah. you know. To, to Johnson City, um, but my first real kind of adult trip. Well, I wasn't an adult. I would think I was in high school when I came up and visited Kristen, yep. and ended up hanging out with you um, that weekend. I think that's probably when we met when yeah. I was 16, 16 years old, seventeen years right. old. You, we. I remember going to your like dorm room or, or something. We we're listening to Lenny Kravitz. I don't. I don't know. That's that's stuck in my head. We had like uh, that one song playing over and over. It was it was. We had a great time. Probably too much fun right. that weekend for a 16, 17 year old. Yeah. But I learned a lot that weekend. Good and, for uh, you. But that, yeah, that's when we first. first yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, and and that's why it's been fun for us to see you guys make your way up this way and, and be a part of our family here in Johnson City. Yeah. Uh, so growing up in Gatlinburg, um, what, what kind of a kid were you? Yeah, I was into sports, you know, kind of a wild child in my high school years, but always, you know, a, a sports guy. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up playing football, basketball, tennis. I was going to slip that tennis in there. I don't yeah. think a lot of people know or remember your, your tennis days. Yeah, yeah. Played tennis growing up. Played some golf, nothing competitively, but really basketball and football. Football was probably my best sport growing up. I played basketball too, and I was more of a, I guess, jock in high mm-hmm. school, you know. Um, quarterback. Quarterback, right? football team, point guard, basketball team. Um had an awesome, awesome high school experience. 
just uh, doing that. Um, school was, you know, went to Gatlinburg Pittman High School, had an awesome time there, many friends I still hang out with now, good buddies from, from there, people who who don't live in Gatlinburg, and then also people who are who are still there that, that I can go back home and, and, and see, yeah. So tell us tell us a story. Um, so since I've known your parents over 20 years, tell us a story um, about something that your parents did with you all as a, as a kid that really typifies what your life was like from six, seven years old until like 12, 13. It's, it's hard to to kind of specify one particular story. However, my parents were very involved parents, very loving parents, and very, I would say, um, really hard on me. And I think what defines me now is work ethic. My dad always talked about working hard, you know, putting in the time to to make things worth it. And I think that's kind of the way we live our lives now is that we're always, you know, working hard. Things don't come easy. You've got to get in the trenches and, and, and do it. And I think dad always talked about work ethic, you know, growing up, you've got to put in the hours to, to make things happen, you know? That's good. Yeah. Um, speaking of parents, how would your parents describe what you do for a living oh they love it um you know it's it's funny how my my life has kind of mimicked my parents from my father's in particular my mom too said they own a small business mm-hmm. and um the uh the, my father's a dentist my mom's a dental hygienist and um i think they would probably describe their life my life kind of similar to theirs we've had a lot of the same experiences opening up a small business and and and, and doing it they're always asking me about chiropractic and and he's always calling me hey what should i do with this and i think that they're very happy with the way if things have turned out um for us so i think that they would probably describe it as a as awesome they're thankful you know right that, that it's that we've done pretty good here in Johnson City. So your mom and dad worked in the office together. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. You and Carrie worked right. together in the office. Was right. there any advice that mom and dad gave you as you all were getting married and deciding to start a small business and literally spend a, an additional eight, ten hours a day together working together? Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, he, said he, said, he said, son, are you sure you want to do this? Because we were... That's kind of what Carrie and I wanted to do. Is right. you know we didn't have any money. We didn't. We didn't. We we know we we had this opportunity to to buy the practice in Johnson City, and Dad made me think a lot about it. You know, he's my he's the person I go to for advice, and he's like, son, you know, you you sure you you know I don't know if I you know recommend this, you know, um, and. But it, it does it does take a special relationship, and if I had advice to give mm-hmm. for husband wives in the same business, would be just to pick your battles, understand. Because Carrie and I, it's fifty fifty. You know, there's she's a she's the boss. You know, which actually what we say is I'm the boss, but she's the boss. You know right. what I mean? So <laughs> understanding that there's give and take. 
she's she's a type and so am I mm-hmm. so we both have an opinion and so picking a battle if there's a disagreement we we pick that battle well Carrie and I have really with our business we kind of have a there's two big departments and it comes behind the scenes and then um, patient care med records there's a two different two different departments kind of right. the big major part uh, departments so behind the scenes mean insurance taking money scheduling taxes all that stuff that you don't see and then me being the person who you know is kind of in charge of patient care medical records and so if there's decisions to be made if it falls up underneath that one umbrella then she's probably the person to make that decision right. so i think delegating our roles early in our business um was it's been it's been good you know looking back that was probably a, a good decision to do that because if it's something to do with like insurance i'd be like i, I don't know right. you know ask carrie <laughs> yeah <laughs> that type of thing so um i was listening to rachel hollis um and her and her husband dave Dave when dave came from disney and she said um you can either when you're working with your spouse mm-hmm. you can sometimes either decide to be right or you can decide to be happy and right. so I think that kind of goes along that path of it. sometimes it's it's just a give and take. Yeah, it's totally. Uh, and Carrie, we we have a, a good you know, we're understanding. We listen to to each other. We you know we both value each other's opinions. We really don't make big decisions without um, weighing in one way or the other from you know having input from one person or the next. Right. So yeah, um, but she definitely is the boss i am a boss i guess is what it is yeah so so what compelled you to enter into chiropractic into the field of chiropractor um so i uh, uh long story short i uh i was in a car wreck in high school and i totaled my car that's another story i could tell but the total my car um, got in big trouble, by the way. I was just somewhere I wasn't supposed to be and had a girl in the car with me and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, yeah. I ended up with some bad whiplash. And as a result of that, I began to get pretty bad headaches, Okay. Um, which turned into migraines, which kind of plagued me through the latter part of my high school career into college. And... Um, went to, you know, God bless my parents, they tried to help me went to you know every doctor this side of mississippi yeah. tried every drug there was and nothing really ever helped me until when i was 22 i believe i went to a chiropractor and i received like eight nine maybe ten adjustments and i haven't had a migraine since and at that time it made a big impression yeah. on me the i was searching for something to do with my life and right I actually had a good friend of mine, his name's Joey Miles, who's who's a doctor in Hickory, North Carolina, who had just started chiropractic school and and so he was really, you know, he was so excited about chiropractic and um kind of turned me on to the whole profession and around I think twenty three or so, I maybe it was right around that time. I don't know the exact time frame, but I decided to go to go to school because of that. Um I had, growing up, I always wanted to be a football coach. That's I wanted to be sports. That's mm-hmm. that's what I love. That was my passion. And um, 
at that time, sports had kind of faded from my life and is also realizing that, you know, um, um, being successful was something that I wanted to do. And um, I thought, you know, being a doctor was cool, maybe a dentist or something like that. But chiropractic kind of fell in my hands as a result of I had a problem that a chiropractic chiropractor fixed and or helped with and you know it really made a big impression on me so that's kind of why I decided to go I'm sure you see it weekly if not daily where your all's care has done the same thing for an individual what what particular patient story you don't have to name names of course but what particular patient story sticks out in your mind that that really resonates with you and, and really has made an impact on you and your practice for when you say like Man, you know this individual had suffered like you had for multiple years, and then all of a sudden they come in, and, and we've seen such a right. progression in their health. It's a great question. I mean, it happens every day. Um, the things we see in our office is really cool. I just share it on the way over here. I got a text message from somebody. Yeah. Um, that said, uh, I changed clothes today without pain. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, what it says. I just got that on the way here. So. We, we see those types of things right. all the time. And, and the beauty of chiropractic, you know, chiropractic can't fix everything. It's not for everybody. But it is as conservative care as you can get. You know, ha- Helping somebody without having to go to the medicine cabinet um, or going under the knife. I can't tell you how many times people have come in the office and say, hey, man, you're, you're my last resort. I've been everywhere. I don't want to have surgery. I've got to do something. Otherwise, you know, I'm... I'm going to have back surgery, and yeah. I've heard horror stories about that. And um, I've often thought about changing our name to Last Resort Chiropractic <laughs> because it is it happens so much. Right. I mean, it's like a monthly doctor, my last resort, man. Uh, I don't, I'm in pain. I don't know what to do. I don't want to have surgery. I'm on all these drugs just to get by, you know. Um, so it's a it's a daily daily thing you know just from a medical perspective what what could have happened or what progression could have been avoided for these people that may have come to chiropractic as maybe a first or second or third step as opposed to a last resort yeah um you know it's people just don't know it for, for some reason you know, chiropractic is now becoming more mainstream the alternative healthcare model is is a kind of a first response as I've seen in my 12 years of practice as people are, are coming or, or checking out the chiropractor first now but it, it's it's hard to say how how we how we do that and mm-hmm. you know I try to educate patients as, as much as possible there's tons of literature out there now um, that, that you can find but you know um, I'm not really sure how to how to answer that yeah. but um, you know, relying on you know if, if you do get hurt you know asking questions asking people you know what did you do because w- what I see in my practice is that oftentimes these these problems that you have somebody else has has, has had or has had to handle or, or, or deal with that and right. so leaning on people that, you know, maybe seeking advice um, from people you know. Right. Um, from, from a perspective of a business owner, I think a lot of the folks that I talk to and what we talk about in our business is 
as a business owner or, or CEO of your business, one of the biggest uh, opportunities is to create a vision for your practice or for your business. So do you guys um, have a vision for what you want your practice to be like or what you want it to represent? Yeah, um, definitely. Our our vision is, is really just to help people um, conservatively. You know, um, we don't necessarily, a lot of people think that chiropractic is for you know neck pain back pain and, and headaches our main goal is just to help people live their day-to-day lives to their fullest capability you know um, you know oftentimes people think that that headaches are normal or back pain is normal and down the road it's hindering their life and so our vision would just be to help those people live life to their to their fullest capability i know it's kind of a general thing but that's that's really the truth it's you know we treat various different problems mm-hmm. but the ultimate goal for our patients is to be pain-free to live live life the way they want to live don't let these you know, physical problems hold them back you know from a perspective of also owning a small business and then it's engaging your talent right and mm-hmm. having quality people that you work with and that work uh, for you how do you go find talent to be in business with you so like potential clients potential clients yeah right now it's treating people the right way you know um, what I found in, in especially in in Johnson City this area people like to share good things and we our office is solely fueled by referral um, right now. I don't do any marketing or, or anything like that. Um, we used to. When Tell we me first you still it. don't go to the Appalachian Fairgrounds and set up a booth <laughs> and a table? That. that was fun, by the way. Uh, <laughs> no, we, we don't do that anymore. It's, okay. it's really based on referral, and you know, chiropractic is for everybody. And so there's, yeah, there's a target market, um, but it's you know it doesn't it's for everybody old young uh, male female it doesn't doesn't matter how do you own the results of making people feel welcome in your spot and making sure that they receive the quality of care that you believe they deserve yeah spending time with people um when when somebody comes in the office taking time to listen let them get it all out oftentimes you go into doctor's offices and they're so busy they don't have time to get to know the patient and that's one one thing that we do is you know if you're a new patient and you come in my office we're going to sit down and talk about it you know what what's going on why you're here we're going to get to the to the bottom of what's going on you know and if i can't help you well i'm going to help you figure out what where you need to go or what you need to do or who you need to talk to and so that's that's big for us is is spending time with clients, getting to know them. I can't tell you how many of my clients consider our friendship is is valuable, you right. know. And it's not only doctor patient relationship, but it's you know I know what their kids' names are, and you know I know what sports they're playing, what their hobbies are, and you know I know what happened back when. I know their history, right. you know. And so we find that that's very very important. 
um, to do. I feel like it connects you to the community in a way that just a typical business may not, right? How yeah. many <clears throat> businesses do we go into where the owner doesn't know our name, right? doesn't know your story? Yeah, and that's not that's not the way it is at all in our office. Yeah. Um, even with, you know, you know other doctors, we have, my wife's uh, treats patients as well as we have Dr. Chapman who's in the office and you know, I even know his clients. You know, it's it's a family atmosphere. It's a very receiving. It's a it's kind of our office is open, so there's open adjusting. So we're all kind of in there together. Um, so yeah, um, we get to know our clients very well. So another thing that w- when I talk to successful business owners like yourself, we we talk about the models and the systems mm-hmm. that it takes to be successful in their line of work. Because I feel like every single business industry has models and systems best practices what sort of kind of pull back the cover a little bit what sort of models and systems are there in the chiropractic world to help you be more efficient and more effective um you know the kind of going back on what i said a second ago about spending time with clients um understanding that time is important office flow is 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 essential another thing that i hear people complain about when they go to the doctor's office they're they're there all day long you know you go to an orthopedic clinic and you check you sign in at 8 30 yeah. you may not be seen until 11 30 and we don't we don't let that happen at all I mean, if you're sitting in my waiting room longer than five minutes then that's a problem you know so office flow and timing is 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 very very important respecting people's time is is important and so you'll never have to wait in our office any longer if 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 you do then that's our fault you know um we've got to change that we've i've got to manage my time a little bit better Mm -hmm. from a technology perspective i know chiropractic care is obviously very Mm hands-on um what technologies have you guys implemented or start to implement that that is new to the industry? Yeah. Um, we finally, I think it's two years ago now, we finally upgraded our x-ray machine to okay. digital. We were we were in the ancient days. The slides. Yes. So we had the cassettes <clears throat> and the hard films and all the chemicals. And yeah, we did that for years. When I, when I bought the office, that was that that x-ray machine which i found out when i got rid of it was like 50 years old so yeah um finally got rid of that upgraded to digital and it's life-changing man it's why is it why why is it so fast if you take a picture and it's right there you don't have to go process it and i don't have to have somebody else do that for me literally i take the picture and it comes right up you can um the the picture is actually much more clear. You can zoom in on things, and you can actually get a much better reading and a more very you know, more specific diagnosis mm-hmm. just based on the the X-ray machine. So, yeah, chiropractic is not very technological, but that thing is. Also, we have uh, a, we've had the laser for about um, therapeutic laser. It's called a K laser, which we got. Uh, three four years ago now which is very high tech it's a little machine it's for um, it's a form of passive physical therapy it's like a souped up 
um, therapeutic ultrasound unit. So if, if you know a 